Blog Talk Radio. I'm so fucking loaded.
everybody we're live tonight. It is the one and only marijuana happy hour back for a special Saturday night show. We are here remembering fifteen years of this program. This program was started on this day fifteen years ago. I don't know how many thousands of episodes we've done, but we've smoked a lot of pot. And we it's changed a lot. It's changed a lot. And I was looking back to it today, and I, one of the listeners uh, emailed me and said, you know, this is your 15th, you know, show number one was exactly 15 years ago today. And I was like, holy shit. I had no idea. I was just starting out. I was 20 years old. And I would not smoke pot as a teenage kid. I, I hated it. I hated it. Grew up in Wisconsin where you drink beer, and you get drunk, and you drink some more beer. But then something happened. You know, it's these women. They always get you. So I'm hanging out with a girl in my pickup truck. Beautiful pickup truck in 1979. Chevy pickup truck. I know, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It had it was eight different colors. And it had eight different panels on it. But my truck and I had the girl out and I parked by the railroad tracks and she goes, You wanna smoke a joint? All right, well I'm gonna to try to touch your titties. So yes, yes, let's yes, let's smoke a joint. I took a hit of that weed and it was horrible weed compared to what we had today. This weed was so bad that you'd have to take, like, seeds and stems out of it. You'd, you'd buy, like, an ounce of weed, and you'd end up with about four and a half grams of smokable product. Twenty-four grams in an ounce back in the day was garbage. Garbage. It was just garbage. You threw it in the garbage. I mean, there were some weirdos that would put it in their uh, tea and stuff and boil the seeds, but uh, those, those people are few and far between in my world. It's called nut jobs. The kind of people that smoke resin. There was a point, kids, where you, 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 there were sometimes where you just couldn't get any weed. You had to go, a guy had to risk going to jail to sell you weed. And it wasn't always available. And everybody in my high school, I remember, like when when the supply didn't come in, there would be fights at school all week. People were edgy. Adults were edgy. The cops were edgy. And then, then the big shipment would come in, and all of a sudden the town would be chill again. But we were supposed to pretend that no one was smoking weed. So I smoked this joint for the very first time, and it gave me the feeling finally of... I could relax. I could focus on fucking this woman. I never did get the, the banger. I'm trying to remember what her name was. She had long, long, long black hair. What the hell was her name? I don't even know. But she was the first one to introduce me to marijuana, and that was the greatest thing that could ever happen to me. If I had a choice between being introduced to marijuana that day or getting laid, I would have taken being introduced to marijuana because it's led me down a road 
to educate people around America to be a part of the legalization here in California when we moved out here, being one of the uh, founding members and one of the reasons why marijuana is legal in California is because of me and my show. Fifteen years ago today, we started it. And we still smoked out of metal pipes, like we put up on the front, the metal pipes, those horrible metal pipes. No wonder our lungs, no wonder I can't talk anymore. They killed our lungs. And then we did, then we did bongs, you know, plastic bongs, long plastic bombs, just inhaling hot plastic into us. And uh, sometimes we would just smoke it right out of a tin can. More metals in our lungs. Kids, you have no idea. I think most of the time we were getting high from metal poisoning. I don't even know if we were getting high on that pot, because that pot was horrible. Just to kind of to put it out there, the THC levels in the pot, the very first joint I've ever smoked was around 4%. And this was only 15 years ago. Okay, This is, this is the very end of shit pot. Every once in a while you get a surprise, it'd be some Thai weed. But then all of a sudden, people started learning how to grow indoors, and we started to finally get the THC levels up. So the first kind of wave of this chronic, this high-end marijuana, the the, the marijuana that's going to ruin America, the the second wave of crack because of the super, they called it super marijuana, was going to come wipe us out. THC levels were uh, about 15 to 18%, which isn't even on the low end of percentage today. Fast forward 15 years. We are smoking dabs with 100% THC. So that's the equivalent. That's the equivalent of me smoking 50 of those joints. One hit. 50 of the joints I started with, now you can get that in one hit and take you to a different world. Now, I highly recommend staying with the flower and staying away from these concentrates and these dabs and all of these high concentrates of THC because what happens is is it's going to make you sick. And it's going to make you to a point when you smoke any marijuana, it's going to make you sick have that much THC in your system, it fries out your system, your enjoyment of marijuana is over. Now you have to blast your fucking face off with about 14 dabs a night to get high now or to get to normal. So I don't recommend that. You know, I I know a lot of you uh, younger guys out there love dabbing. I, I don't like the mess. It's a fucking messy. The shit gets everywhere. You got oil all over everything. You got to have these special tools, and it's too much. And then when you put it in the the pens, you're just evaporating the chemicals in there. You're not even evaporating the THC. So it's a complete waste of time vaping marijuana. It's a 100% waste of time. I would, if you had marijuana vapes, I know they're convenient and they're cool and everything, but do you even? When's the last time you've actually gotten high off of one? Because they're garbage. You're not getting the THC. They're garbage. 
But that's where we're at today. And it, now it's, when I first started smoking, it was highly illegal. It was nerve-wracking. First, you have to talk to the guy. And, and every pot dealer was a liar because he didn't want you to go try to find another guy. So he called him up and you're like, hey, bro, what's up? You going to chill? And dude would be like, sorry, bro, uh, waiting should be later. And then you would sit there and you would wait. Because you want to be cool, you don't want to annoy the guy, and you'd wait. And you'd wait. And you'd wait. Then four hours have gone by and you're you're going nuts because all you want to do is fucking smoke some fucking weed to chill out. It's been a hard day. I want to smoke some weed, but no. So then you, you, you text the guy back and he's had no consideration for you completely freaking out because you can't get high. You're freaked out, man. You're like, wait, waiting, man. It's been four fucking hours. So you'd, you'd call the guy back. We didn't text back then either, by the way. There was no texting. We had a call on a landline. I mean, there's a few assholes that had phones, but not many. And you call him back, and he would be, like, surprised that you call him. Like, hey, dude, what's up? I'm like, uh, any word? Oh, yeah, uh, no, man. Tomorrow, though. Tomorrow. Well, what time? Probably first thing, man, first thing in the morning. And you're like, all right, well, call me. So now you're up all goddamn night because you can't sleep. You can't get any weed. You can't have. You can't enjoy yourself. You can't relax. And it's 6 a.m., no call. 7 a.m., no call. 8 a.m., no call. You're like a... You're like a a stalker girlfriend. Like, where is he? Then you wait till like two in the afternoon. You're like, dude, any word yet? Oh man, yeah, no, no. But it, probably like in the next ten, twenty minutes. So I heard. Just, I'll call you right back. So six hours goes by, and then you're like, God damn it, I gotta call my fucking ex girlfriend now. She's got weed, but I'm going to have to go over and I'm going to have to fucking pretend I love her just so I can get a fucking uh, bong hit at her place and hopefully maybe I can steal a bowl when she ain't looking. Then you have to go over and you fuck your fat ex-girlfriend, steal some weed from her, and now you're back in a relationship because you wanted to get high. Now you're back with your girlfriend. This is how bad it was, guys. You have no clue how bad it was back in the day. It was horrible. But now look where we're at. Night and day difference. You can go down to the store right now and you can buy marijuana that, quite frankly, when I started the show 15 years ago, I, I had no clue until I moved to California and got some of the Mendocino for the first time. I got some real weed that wasn't full of chemicals and wasn't grown in some fucking dirtbag's basement. I got real clean Marijuana, it changed my life again. It put me into another level. That is the one thing that does bum me out about being in Las Vegas is uh, the weed here isn't half as good as the weed in California. The California weed, they got it. It's the best. It's like, are you going to buy a bottle of wine from wine country, Sonoma? Or are you going to buy a bottle of wine grown in some guy's basement in Oklahoma. You know what I mean? That's where we're at with the weed. It's 
it's so good in California. And even here where it's legal, it is very, very subpar. I mean, I've been lucky because I know what to look for and I know how to buy weed, but a lot of people that don't are getting just shit weed. Well, it's not even real. People come here down to the strip and they think they're buying real weed and they're buying Delta 8 shit. I, it's, it's, it's insane. How far we've come. Now, instead of going on this three-day thing and wanting to literally go over and murder the only pot dealer in town because I lived in a small town, and everybody bought their pot for them, even the cops. And when that guy ran out of weed, the whole town ran out of weed. And he would just lie. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, for, yeah I forgot to call you. Yeah, not, nothing yet. And you're like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm never calling. I'm never talking to you again. I'm never buying nothing from you again. And then he would call like two days later, and he's like, yeah, dude, I got the hookup. And you're like, all right, I'll be right over. It's like a, we were an abused wife at that time. That's how bad it was. It was bad. And now you just go right up to the street and go buy your marijuana and go home at any time you want, on your time. They're waiting for you to come now. You're not waiting for them. They're not lying. When I moved to California and got my medical card the first time, before it was legal, that was the greatest day of my life. You get to take all of these great Mendocino blends and uh, understand that there's different kinds of weed, and I can get the exact high I want whenever I want, indica, sativa, hybrids. The, the, the whole world just opened up. That's why we do the show. This is why we've been doing it for 15 years, because we can't, we got to spread the word of how amazing this could be. People in California know how amazing it is. People in Nevada know how amazing it is. People in the 29 states where it's legal know, know how amazing it is. But now we got 21? Whoa. What's with the 21? What are you doing? This is how far we've come. This, from 15 years ago when we started the show, this is the same week we started the show. I found this clip today. Because it's kind of, I'm like, how, how in the fuck has it been 15 years? Probably because I've been stoned every night. It's been, it's went so goddamn quick. It seems like it's been two weeks that I've been doing this. But I've been on for 15 years. So 15 years ago, I look back and I was like, that's back when we were smoking just 4 to 8% THC weed. And sometimes maybe an 18% tie stick would come through. This is before the chronic. This is before hydro. This is just, this was the shit ditch weed that we all had to smoke. The shitty weed that was compressed into bricks. A lot of it was brown. It wasn't even green, most of it. We had that uh, horrible, horrible, what did they call that shit? The black tar... Uh, I don't even know what they used to call I don't even use it as a term anymore. It was so big back in the day. No, I cannot remember. I'll remember here. But we would, uh, we didn't know what was coming. We were happy with the shitty weed. Shitty weed got us high. I don't know how. Probably because we didn't fucking dose ourselves with uh, 100% THC 18 times a night. 
me and my four friends would would split one of those joints with 4% THC. We would cough because it was horrible. It tasted horrible. It tasted like burnt pepper. But then, like I said, the hydro, the dro, the chronic, the <clears throat> indoor-grown stuff from quality seeds from Amsterdam and just an underground of marijuana, the, the marijuana that, that coming from California, the, the marijuana coming from Vancouver, finally. It's finally just starting to come in. This is when we first started the show. This is the first time I tried this kind of marijuana. Um, so 15 years ago, so no, you, this is very, it's just funny to me. So we were so scared about high-potency marijuana. And this marijuana that, that we're going to be playing here from the newscast literally is at about a 14 to 18% THC level. They're acting like this is going to turn people into zombies, not work. They were scared of this marijuana that we're smoking now. They were scared of it. So scared that they had to have a special meeting in Congress. This was from 15 years, only 15 years ago. And you can figure out how fucking lucky you are if you're a 16-year-old kid today coming into the marijuana world. Boy, you kids have no idea what we used to go through. I just told you for a half hour what we used to go through. Lucky fuckers. But this is, this is how scared the police, uh, health officials, were, this chronic was coming in. It was going to turn us all into zombies. Check this out. It's super potent, it's super expensive, and police say super pot is becoming a big issue in Chicago and the suburbs. Good evening, everyone. I'm Lauren Cohen. I'm David Navarro. Terrell Williams is here with the move to deal with this growing problem. The story new on the 10. David and Lauren, police tell me super pot, also known as Kush, has not overwhelmed the city and the suburbs like crack cocaine did about 10 years ago. But they say they have seen a spike in the sale of it. And we're talking about big money. Now, if this two-pound box of sugar was super pot, it would go for about 12 grand. You're looking at hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of Kush, a highly potent form of pot, also known as Bubba, Paris, or Bubblegum on the streets. The profit potential for Kush is enormous. One ounce of Kush sells anywhere from $300 to $700, almost as much as crack cocaine. was seized in a bedroom community near Waukegan. There were 167 pounds total. Police in Chicago, the suburbs, and nationwide say they've seen a spike in the sale of Kush because it's easier to grow, profitable, and popular because it induces a zombie-like state. We ought to increase the penalties because we don't want to raise a a new generation of zombie-like kids who can't perform in school and, and uh, can't perform uh, uh, athletically. Backed by suburban police, Congressman Mark Kirk says if you sell Kush for the same price as cocaine, you should face the same penalties. I had not planned to introduce legislation regarding marijuana, but in conversations with my law enforcement, we are now seeing that this is not your uh, father's marijuana here. Kirk's bill doesn't go after possession, but it does increase the maximum fines to $1 million for a person or $5 million for a group, with a maximum sentence of 25 years. 
Now, I talked to a few Chicago police officers tonight and asked them how they can tell Kush from regular pot when they're out on bus. They say it's sticky to the touch, it has a purple tint to it, and they say they know when they've found it because it can smell up an entire building. Tara Williams, Fox Chicago News. That was 15, only 15 years ago. Now you can walk into a store in Chicago and literally buy THC that is 20 times stronger than what they were saying on the newscast. So they're ahead of the curve. This, this was the marijuana revolution. And it started 15 years ago. And it's kind of weird how it coincides with this program being on every night and the millions of people that have heard it. I'm, I'm amazing how maybe I should take credit for all of it, huh? I think it's all me. Yeah. Not the scientists that have figured out how to grow great marijuana or the great minds that have taken uh, this plant and taken it to the levels that. Uh, I wouldn't have dreamed them as a child, smoking those joints. And sometimes you forget a seed and it'd pop and it'd poke and you get a fucking flame in your eye. A piece of flaming seed would go right in your goddamn eyeball. We weren't pussies, though. We didn't wear goggles. We just let our eyes burn. We didn't care. We're getting high. Fifteen years from... We should put these guys in prison for 25 years to, oh, it's okay, it's okay, no problem. The, the marijuana they're talking about is the only marijuana you can find anymore. You, in this day and age, if you're still smoking weed with seeds and stems and it's brown and it's horrible and it's got 4% THC, well, my friends, I don't know what, what rock you're living under. It's all super weed now. It's gotten to the point now where they're starting to kind of cut back on THC levels because we're starting to kind of figure out that high THC levels doesn't necessarily mean a great eye. But are you, nobody is walking around like zombies. Sure, there's a few dudes doing dabs that are sitting on a couch right now, but they could still get up and go somewhere. They can still communicate. They're not dead zombies wandering the streets. I smoke the kush. I, I don't know why I turn Jewish when I turn into a zombie. I'm a Jewish zombie, apparently. Ay, ay, ay. They smoke all my weed, and then they come back in with the thing and the hung and the hee Yeah. I am. I am the smoke. I am the smoke, they say. Yay. Hey, All right. It's been a weird 15 years, and uh, this isn't officially the 15. This is the actual 15-year anniversary, but this isn't the 15th anniversary show. we got a very special show planned uh, with clips from the very first episode to, up to today and uh, some of our best clips and uh, some of our victories. We've... 
we have fought a war that we are winning. You know, we went from buying weed from shitty dealers and shitty people. You know, I was in some pretty dangerous situations just to get some fucking weed back in the day. You know, now I'm not sitting over at some guy's house with a baby crying and somebody starting lines off of a coffee table. I'm not going over to a guy's house that's wearing a tiger robe and his eyes are red. I'm not going over to some weird old vet's house out in the middle of nowhere. I'm not driving all over town. I'm not taking my dealer to his hookup and then waiting and then a guy running out of the house getting chased with a gun. Dude, I just wanted to get an eighth. I just want an eighth. It's where we are now, and it's amazing. It's just amazing. Listening to that news story I played earlier, that is the funniest goddamn thing I've ever heard. And that's... Honestly, some of these people still think like that. And the Republicans. There's one Democrat, there was one liberal that doesn't understand marijuana. The only people that are left that don't understand marijuana are these Mayberry fucking dipshit Republican yeehaw fucking Budweiser drinking, putting the flag on the truck, waving motherfuckers. Never smoked a joint in their life, and have never had a uh, fourteen pump orgasm. So you know, to each is his own. To each is his own. It's been a wild ride, fifteen years. A lot of people come and gone, but I'm happy where we're at right now. Very happy. Very happy to be able to get high, to sit in my condo on my deck and to. Smoke a nice Gorilla Glue blunt with a glass tip. It's a blunt pre-rolled by a guy who rolled the joint for me, put a glass tip on it, and I could sit and toke on this thing all night. It's going to last me all night. I don't have to load 18 bowls. I don't get my fingers dirty. Just out here smoking, and it smells so good. It smells so good with a nice cigar leaf wrap. Oh, and it's just, there's nothing better than this. So much better. So much better than hitting those bong rips and coughing so hard. Half, half of my friends had to go to the hospital when their lungs collapsed. That's how bad our weed was. Edibles. You know what edibles used to be like, kids? I'm an old man in the weed community. I'm 35. I'm an old man in the weed community. But kids, you know what edibles used to be? Edibles used to be brownies. And this is before um, they figured out how to melt your weed into butter and use it for baking. Now, this is, they would just take the weed and dump it into the brownie mix. The the flour, the weed would go in to the brownie mix, and it would taste so bad. And you can't chew it. You'd be chewing on, like, you know, it's like chewing on grass when you're trying to eat. It wasn't dissolved. It was actually chunks of marijuana in the brownie. And it was horrible. You would have to force feed yourself that. And you barely could eat a half a brownie before you wanted to throw up. That taste would last in your mouth for, like, a month. It was horrible. 
Then people try to make cookies and chocolates. And then finally, they figured out how to get the, the actual fly, how to get the actual THC out of the flower. So you're not chewing on fucking grass. Like a fucking cow. Yeah, we shouldn't talk about new weed all you want, but you guys don't know about the old edibles. Then edibles started showing up. And then they really started showing up about five years ago. I mean, where they hit hard. Edibles everywhere. And they're they're good. They taste good. Those gummies are spectacular. The drinks are great. The um, Rice Krispie treats are are the bomb, especially the chocolate ones. And the edibles, they you get a hint of the marijuana taste and a little bit of that, that you know, aftertaste and everything, but you really can't taste the marijuana anymore in the edibles. The edibles have just gotten incredible. And the tinctures and the... I did the tinctures thing for a little bit. I've done the edibles thing for a little bit, and it's not for me. And it's not for a lot of people. It freaks you the fuck out, man. It fucks with you. Like, marijuana makes your body high. Edibles fucking just fuck tweaks your brain, man. Edibles go right for the brain. They start fucking with you. If you hit the right thing, they're relaxing and they're perfect. But you hit too many of them, man, it's, it, it's like having Satan in your brain. That's what edibles is to me. It's horrible. But a lot of you enjoy edibles. A lot of you don't like to have smoke in your lungs, and that's fine. But you have no idea what the edibles used to be like. They were fucking horrible. They were awful. Oh my god! You the thought of doing edibles was was horrible. And then, where are we going to go from here? I mean, it's. Uh, we're crossbreeding and we're creating and more diseases are being cured and more people are uh, relaxed and more people are uh, getting along. A lot of people uh, go to work, come home, smoke a little weed. A lot of athletes now get to smoke weed finally and have to get fake urine shoved into their kidneys. And you think I'm lying? That happened a lot back in the 90s. That's the other thing, too, is the um, when we smoked that old weed, it didn't really show up in drug tests. When you start smoking the chronic, that shit sticks with you for 90 days. But we got a long way to go. There's people getting fired today for failing a drug tests for weed, there's people that can't be employed because um, they want to treat their illnesses with marijuana. We have a long way to go. We've come a long way. And, you know, I, I, I bitch, you know, fuck but today I really sat and thought about it and after I listened to that today, I'm like, we've come a long way. Let's enjoy where we're at. Let's enjoy where we're at, but we can't stop. We can get California weed shipped everywhere in the country. And we can just get to this and get rid of the opiates. And it, uh, Let's move to a healing nation. A healing nation, a healthier nation, a healing nation for marijuana. 
Yes, I'm stoned tonight. Of course I'm stoned tonight. I've been stoned, and in 15 years of episodes, I've been stoned every night. Anytime it says the marijuana happy hour on this network, I am high. Anytime it says anything on this network and I'm broadcasting, I am high. But for some of us, it's uh, it changed my life in a way that uh, it made me rich. And it makes me think more, and it makes me relax, and it makes me rationalize things before I fly off the handle. And it's been a very, very, very fun and exciting 15 years. And here's to 15 more. I want to thank everybody for listening tonight on the Marijuana Happy Hour. It's a bit of a boring show, I know. Just a look back, and I had a lot of comedy tonight, but that's okay. Just a look back and how far we've come. And it's amazing. Like I said, I'm sitting here smoking a goddamn blunt. Pre-rolled. You know, back on that newscast, this, this blood to load would have cost $400 just for the one blunt. But now you can get a blunt like this for literally $15. I had a coupon. I had a coupon, all right? Here's the $30, all right? I understand. Yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get to smoke this, and I'm fucking blasted out of my mind. I got the fucking Las Vegas heat still at night, just ravishing my body, my naked, sweaty body all over everything. All right. I'm too high. Show's over. Good night.
Remember, you're at her for the post-show, after-show, the show after the show. Weird show tonight. Yeah, I know. Fucking weird show. I'll tell you. It was a weird show. It was kind of weird because it was a, a show that I planned to do Thursday, and then I got it. I figured out that today is my 15th anniversary. It's been 15 fucking years. 2008, we started this show. Jesus Christ. I can't believe it's been that fucking long. Am I just repeating the show again? I pretty much am. All right. Shut up. It's been 15 years. Big fucking deal. Let's get to what, what, what we need to talk about tonight. Just a couple things since the show's over now. Just a couple of uh, things I want to kind of talk to the audience about. And last night we had 171,892. 171. We almost hit 172 last night, but uh, we're just going to go 172. Uh, South Africa, number one listeners, France, number two, just by uh, 50. Really close. Pretty much my whole audience now is in South Africa and France. And Thailand is picked up quite a bit. Of course, Canada, now Germany, and Australia is starting to pop up now. Little shrimp on the bobby. I did not say that. What does every dick have to say? You know, shrimp on the barbie. I'm a pud. You want to go to Outback Steakhouse and have a blooming onion? No. Stop it. Thank you, Australia, for listening. But more and all in France, since we put up the subtitles now in French up on the Rumble channel, uh, it's been going really well. I'm going to thank the French. The French. Happy Bastille Day, whenever that is. You guys are awesome. I learned something today. The Bastille. The French independence. The Bastilles. But thank you, France. Thank you. Thailand? Yeah, I do want to go back to Thailand. I really do. I fucking want to go back. Oh, my God. Mm. But I've been very... I've been a very good boy. I... Well, I've been kind of scared to death. Uh, from a death. My life just really hasn't been the same since I touched that dead girl in my room. It just hasn't been the same. The shows haven't been the same. My delivery. Uh, I don't know if I should take some time off to regain myself, but it's really affecting my broadcasting. And it's affecting my sleep. Uh, I keep waking up. With, with with her eyes looking at me. Then I, I, I get the next nightmare of her parents' eyes, and then I, I keep regenerating this. Uh, it really just fucked up the whole momentum of the show. It's taken away every ounce of confidence I've had broadcasting. My voice is getting weird again. we got to go back to broadcasting boot camp and get this. You gotta, i got to work through this. This has been tough. This has been really tough. Doing some of the worst radio I've done uh, since since I've started. I think my shows were better 15 years ago. When this show peaked, when this show fucking hit in 2015, I was listening to those shows. Those shows sucked. More people listen to those shows when we were doing some of the worst radio of our careers 
than they do now. And we're doing some of our best, bringing some of the best information, except for this last week. It's been a week now. It's been one week. One week ago, I was talking to Beck at this time. It was about one thirty. Yeah, they came back to my room about one one o eight. Why do I know the specific times? Because uh, we went through the. Uh, I spent uh, I don't know nine and a half hours at the police station answering the questions and telling them the times. So right now we were just sitting down. We were just sitting down right now one week ago. And uh, I was mixing up some my famous vodka and tangs. Everybody think it's gross until they have it, and they're like, oh, my God, it's the greatest thing I've ever had. Ice, vodka, and tang, that's all you need. You put the tang in the vodka, and you mix it up. And it is like a sunny D delight. And you put as much vodka as you want, unlike them shitty sunny D cans with 3% alcohol. But, man... Just load up. I just lit up a joint. I, I remember added to her her nice long skinny fingers with the red nails, the long fingernails. Not like Leticia long, but longer. Just like normal long fingernails. Not like Freddy Krueger, like some of these women. But that's a whole another show and a whole another time. Um. It was one week ago, one week ago, and one week ago, this woman spent her last two hours of life talking to me. That was her last, well, her last memory was her boyfriend shoving a fucking needle in her arm and killing her. Probably the last thing she remembers is probably holding holding the rubber thing in her mouth while he slid the injection into her arm. Hit the plunger. She went down two hours from now, a week ago. She went down for forever. Been a problem this week. It is nice that I'm in a, a nice, quiet, safe environment right now. I got back to the condo. And uh, it helps sitting, smoking blunts and sitting on the patio and uh, looking out over the town, seeing the mountains, seeing the the nightlife and the people going crazy and all that. I have no interest right now. No interest in women. I have no interest in sex. I have no interest in doing anything other than to kind of slow everything down and to try to get myself back and try to move on from this, but I don't think I can. Like I said, it's an experience that uh, I hope nobody finding a dead woman in your hotel room, bathroom, shakes you up a little bit. That's bed rough. I want to thank all you guys for all the support. Um, I've talked to the family today, and a lot of people, a lot of you have uh, uh, sent flowers and have sent money and uh, uh I've heard that uh, the funeral expenses have been covered by a few of our listeners who I, I appreciate. They 
like I said, I've not taken any money. I've never asked for money. I just told you who you could talk to. I don't want nothing to do with any money trail whatsoever. Uh, I got It's hard enough to do my taxes. I don't need more charity money coming in to give out to people. And uh, I want to thank the listeners for for helping this this great family out. And uh, thank you for sending all of the love to this family that deeply deserves this in this horrible time. But we have a long way to go. All right, I'm not delusional. This show is uh, not at peak performance. The audio is not at peak performance. The video, I'm not at peak performance. But we're working on it. We're working on it. We're getting there. We were there. Ever since that fucking Tony Danza show, man, it just fucking, like something changed. Something changed, man, right there. The shift of the show changed that night. We had built up. We had, everything was going well. We had the engineer. We had everything sounding great. We had everything was perfect until that night. And it all just blew up. So we're rebuilding back. We'll be there. We're getting there. I'm so, I told you, it's going to be a while. But uh, I think we're at about 30%, to be honest with you. We got about 75%, 70 more percent to go, and 5% more for the dummies like me who can't do math. So, yeah. Yeah, I know where the show's at. I know the shows are where they should be, but they're getting there. I can go back and tell you what shows I'm proud of, but why? You can hear. You you can hear what show's good and what show's not. And it's about the weed. Really, uh, I haven't found the correct weed broadcasting weed yet that I had when I was in California. I can't find good weed. I might have to drive to California just to get some weed. We'll figure it out. Like I said, I want to thank you all for listening around the world. You guys are uh, really, really stepped it up, and I I really appreciate you guys tuning in every night into my journey of, of rebuilding this network. We're getting there. Getting there, we'll be there. But you guys are going to be the ones who are like, yeah, we were there. We were there. We heard the night. It just it switched. And it finally got to the point where it was in 2015. And then things happened, man. Started hanging out with the wrong people. We'll get into that. We got a 15-year anniversary show coming up. We'll go through all that, too. All right, that's enough for tonight, right? For enough of me. You guys all had a good Saturday. I hope you guys got some fun, some good weed. I hope you guys could, you just went to the store and bought it. I know there's a lot of people out there that are still going through that same experience I uh, was talking about earlier, and I feel sorry for you. We just got to get to the dispensary before they close. And there's some in Las Vegas that are open all night, so... Most people around the country, though, most of their uh, weed dispensaries close at 10 p.m., so that's really the only stress you have anymore is to get to the store before 10. 
pricing is out of whack in some states still. But can you pay too much for good weed, though? Like I said, that shit used to cost $1,200 an ounce that you're smoking now. That you're literally picking up for about 180 an ounce now. Unless you're in Chicago, then it's still $1,400 an ounce because there's, I think, a 942% sales tax on marijuana there. It's ridiculous. All right. What's coming up tomorrow night? We've got Sunday night. I don't know. We have nothing scheduled tomorrow. I, 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 don't even, I don't even know what we do on Sundays anymore. I don't know what we're doing. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> All right. That's enough for tonight. Good night, everybody, and have yourself a wonderful evening. That's all. That's the other thing, too. Hey, Johnny, uh, you only say good night at least 23 times. It's because I'm addicted to you guys. I love you. i got to keep talking. I know. Oh, my God. I am. Things are off, man. Things are off. Good night.